Hello and welcome to the podcast. You're listening to Be Uncluttered. I'm Rebecca Mazzino and with me is Tara Tuttle and together we are going to help you on your journey to a life free of clutter. Hi and welcome to this week's show. Last week we were discussing the benefits of packing lightly and traveling with less luggage and a few tips on how exactly to pack your bags. But today we are going to delve a bit deeper and talk about exactly what it is that you should be taking to minimize overpacking. So first, Beck, I want to know, are you an overpacker or are you pretty minimal in what you take? I have turned into a minimal packer, but I, of course, used to be an overpacker. I think most people start as an overpacker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's an experience thing. I'm not quite sure, but I definitely am quite a more minimalist packer now. Yeah, I, I'm i the same and I can define the moment when I decided I would never pa- overpack again and it was on my honeymoon in 2007 and we got off the train from Switzerland and we arrived we were arriving in Paris and I was like I've waited my whole damn life to get to Paris and I was so excited and I had a huge pack on my back and I, in the like the store the um trekking and gear store in Australia before we left the guy said I think that pack is too big for you if you get it like if it's full, it will be it'll be too heavy, and it's just like the proportions aren't right. But I was like, I, dude, I need I need as much as I can fit. But we wanted backpacks rather than suitcases because there was lots of walking involved. So mm. I was counting down the seconds till I was getting off the train in Paris, what I believed would be my like spiritual home. Get off the train. I took like two steps onto the platform, and was overweighed by my pack on my back and toppled backwards and then did like a turtle moment where I was laying (laughs) on my pack on my back and I couldn't write myself. I couldn't get myself up. And I'm like, this is it. This is my glamorous entrance into Paris. Like this is this is what I've waited my life for. And now I can't even stand myself up to walk gracefully along the platform. It was absolutely mortifying. And so Ryan, after chuckling at me for a few minutes, eventually gave me a hand and helped me get up. And then I was like, that's it. And I remember leaving things in the hotel room in Paris and not taking them on with us further on our trip because I was like, that would never happen to me again. So then after that, I got really savvy and started packing a whole lot less. But That kind of reminds me of the movie, uh, was it Wild? Um, the movie with Reese with Reese Witherspoon about Cheryl Strayed and the hike she does, and in that movie as well, she she gets a pack that's too big, or she overfills her pack, and she it spends a long time actually standing up once she gets the pack on her back. She can't stand up; she has to. It's a real yeah mm-hmm. effort to stand back, and all of and fellow hikers later on do some serious culling for her basically because she finds it too hard and um but yeah just I just envisaged that as well um this very great difficulty in standing up with with the pack on so I had a bit of a look um to see if there were many stats on packing and overpacking one thing that I found which I thought was quite interesting is um a bunch 
uh, I say a bunch, I think it was a study of, you know, a few thousand Americans, uh, voted packing. The actual process of packing was more stressful than the travelling to destination Mm. because they didn't know exactly what to pack. Um, I get that. And then when I looked into, like, the psychology of overpacking, um, it said that even, you know, if you're an experienced traveller, you are more likely to have a high stress response when travelling away from home because it's an unfamiliar place, you're out of your comfort zone, that kind of thing. And so the desire is to make yourself more comfortable um, Mm. by bringing things that are familiar and bringing more with you as like a kind of protective coating or, you know, to make you feel like you're not going to be out of your your comfort zone so much that you take stuff. So there's an actual, you know, theory to why we overpack. That makes perfect sense. And for anyone who I've ever had a discussion with about packing anxiety, that's exactly what it's about. It's about what's going to happen if I don't have this. And so it's all that unknown. And it's by overpacking, you're trying to prevent these unknown things from possibly happening uh, and trying to reduce any discomfort and, and all of that. So it is, it's all about, but what, what if this happens? But what if this happens? But what if this happens? All of that causes, you know, a lot of overpacking. Mm. There's other things that cause it as well, like in the current era of Instagram, the whole having being in the one outfit more than once for photos. Mm-hmm. Um, although actually even pre-Instagram, people have said that to me before. They've sort of said, oh, if I only take carry-on, then all my, in all my photos I'm wearing the same thing. And I'm like, yeah, well, yes, <laughs> that is going to happen. Like it's going to happen. If you take three different tops and three different pants and one dress, then yes, if you're going for more than four days, you're going to have different you're going to be wearing the same outfit in a lot of your photos. It's just the reality of it. I guess the key is to not try and work around that, but the key is to be okay with that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we've got to the point now, um, Ryan and I, when we are leaving for a trip, whether it be a weekend or a month, we go, have we got passports or, you know, the kind of ID that we need? And a credit card. And we're like, as long as we got those two things, mm. everything else we can. Everything is workoutable. Yeah, we can we can figure it out along the way. Um, so where to start with this? I think last week we talked in detail about writing packing lists and the importance of writing that. So if you haven't listened to that, mm. go back and listen. So we would suggest you start by writing a list of the stuff you need to take. And then crossing half of it off, <laughs> and then and then, um, then trying to, to then and then trying to pack the amount that you've you've just got left on there. I guess probably clothing is one of the bigger anxieties, and I think that you can come up with a bit of a system. So the first thing you need to do is think about what it is that you're actually going to be doing. Uh, for example, when you go on cruises, a lot of the time they have special dance evenings. They might even have themed evenings. So you have to fa- factor that in as well. So I will have to make sure I've got this amount of dressy things and something in this theme or something that can be turned into a theme by buying a couple of things from the gift shop um, or or something like that. So there's, you know, factoring in what it is that you're going to be spending your time doing. Are you going to be doing a lot of walking outside? Are you going to be doing a lot of dancing inside? Are you going to be um, in warm weather or cool weather? Is it going to be changeable? You know, all of those things that you need to think about first and go with your essentials um, rather than 
the outfits first. Yeah, that's it. And essentials would be things like a coat or snow boots, uh, maybe gloves if you're going to, you know, cold climate, uh, swimmers, sunglasses, hat, that kind of thing if you're going to the warm. Like yeah. they're essentials that you need to take to be able to survive in your... Uh, yeah, underwear. Yeah. Well, for some people it's essential. Not everyone. No judgment. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Sorry. Sorry to the the commandos out there. I am, I'm definitely an underwear essential person, so it didn't <laughs> yeah. even occur to me to leave underwear behind. Um, <sighs> so I then, once I've got my essentials written on my list, the things that absolutely must come based on weather or events or outings or, you know, if you're going to a wedding or something while you're away, um, you know, your outfit for the wedding is obviously an essential then I will plan daily outfits. Now, I plan for no more than about five days. If I'm going for longer than five days, I will just repeat those five mm. days. Um, so I don't, I don't plan for three weeks and, you know, and a different outfit every day or whatever, um, but I will plan for roughly five outfits Um and then beyond that, and that's only if it's only if it's a long trip. If I'm going for two days, I will plan my outfit mm. for both days and both nights, or what you know, whatever it is. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. So there are the best ways to have lots of outfits with small amounts of clothes is by doing combinations and switching things up. So tops and bottoms that you can mix and match. And then you can switch that up with uh, adding other bits and pieces as well, which expands the, the number of outfits that you have. So, yeah, you can get multiple days out of combining the the tops and the bottoms in different ways. And so what I will do is find a couple of those combinations and uh, put them aside and they're my sort of main basics and then, you know, take a, another deviation from that and go okay well on a day I might want to wear a skirt I'll add a skirt in so you might end up with depending on how long you're going there you might end up with you know long pants short pants in light and dark each and then a long skirt and short skirt and then you've got tops that you can then mix and match with all of those again it depends on how long you're going but the the whole idea is to get a maximum number of outfits from the smallest amount of pieces possible yeah so you're basically creating your own tiny capsule wardrobe yeah um for me if you look back at my travel photos for the last 10 years 90 percent of the time i'm wearing white on the top and denim on the bottom and that could be jeans mm. shorts or skirt um that's kind of your uniform anyway yeah. so that is my yeah. that is my basic uniform day to day um and then i will quite often take a third piece to change that basic uniform to um, to an evening outfit. So I quite often will pack a blazer um, that I will mm. pop on and swap out my um, like white trainers for, you know, a pair of strappy sandals or something and a blazer and throw some dressy earrings on. And that white T-shirt and jeans goes from, you know, walking around the city during the day to sitting in a cocktail bar at night or whatever it is. Um, so I will quite often try and just change my outfit with a third piece. Maybe it's mm. a scarf, maybe it's um, some fancy earrings or the strappy sandals or whatever it is um, to dress up my outfits rather than taking a whole separate outfit for the evening. Yep. 
I tend to do the same, uh, dressing things up or down depending. Um, for me, it's less jeans. I find jeans less comfortable when traveling. And, um, so, but so skirts are one of my favorite things to travel in. I just find them just that little bit more comfortable. So I'll do exactly the same. So it'll be a skirt with runners and a t shirt, which I'll then put sandals on and a nice necklace and it's dressed up mm-hmm. all of a sudden. So that's another thing that, that I do. As, as far as color coordination goes, that is relatively important and neutrals are probably the easiest. But if you don't have a really neutral wardrobe and you've got lots of colors, just make sure your colors match. And I mean, if you've got an intentional wardrobe anyway, a large proportion of your wardrobe will match each other. Uh, but make an extra effort that um, you do have your colors kind of working. So if you've got uh, a light pair of pants and a dark pair of pants, don't bring along a top that only goes with one of them. Bring along a top that make, that goes with both of them. At the very least, doesn't clash because I mean, it doesn't really matter quite as much when you're traveling, what you look like, I think anyway. Uh, but if you if you are aware of that and you really want to look nice, if it's sort of a kind of travel where it's important that you look really put together, the way I travel, <laughs> it's not really important how I'm put together. I don't go to, you know, fancy places or anything like that. But there for some people they do. So just pick um, items that go with more than one of the opposing items. So pick a top that goes with more than one of your pants or skirts or goes with every single one of them. And then the same with the the other color top. As long as everything matches, you'll be able to mix and match and get the maximum number of outfits. Yeah, and I quite often will pack a dress or two because I like that a dress is a whole outfit in itself and that same thing you can put it, um, pop, trainers or like um, flip-flops or something to dress it down you can put throw a blazer and some strappy shoes on and dress it up and that they can be quite versatile um so i do love i do love a dress for travel as well Mm. Um, far more than when i am at home i don't wear dresses very often but i quite often will wear them traveling um just because yeah i love dresses i do always take dresses with me it kind of defeats a bit of the purpose because you can't mix and match it as much as you can with others. And so as a piece, it's it's only one outfit, whereas another piece, say a pair of jeans, mm-hmm. for example, could be five outfits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, a dress is one outfit. But they are versatile enough to then wear on multiple days or in multiple situations. So they become more than one day's worth at least. Yeah, and I think for me I put a lot more – because my neutrals are very – uh, simple denim and white generally and I usually pick one other color so um, it might be navy so then anything else um, I take will have to go with navy so I wouldn't pack black shoes I'd probably pack tan I wouldn't pack mm. a black scarf so if I took my navy blazer I would take a scarf or two scarves that match with navy I would take a navy belt so that that other color for me ties ties in with everything else and then I will mainly I put far more thought into my accessories than I do into the main clothes <laughs> because I will take some necklaces um yeah. earrings scarves and maybe a hat or two to change all of that stuff because they're all small things and they pack down really well but for me can mm. change the whole look of an outfit um far more than just a, a different college shirt for example you know i'd rather Mm. change it up with a pair of fancy earrings or whatever yeah yep definitely 
So, like we mentioned with um, underwear, I think sometimes PJs or pajamas could be optional as well, depending on what else you're taking. So, if I'm going somewhere and I intend to be spending, like if I'm staying at someone's house and think I might be lounging around and so I might take like tracksuit pants, sweatpants, you know, a hoodie just for, you know, hanging around in the evening rather than packing pajamas as well. I might double those things up so that my loungewear is my pajamas where I'm happy to sit and and eat dinner on someone's couch in, you know, sweatpants and a hoodie, but I probably wouldn't do it in my pajamas. So you know, mm-hmm. I will leave then the pajamas at home and use a, a T-shirt and a pair of sweatpants then for my um, PJs. But you can rethink that as well if your if your other clothes, any of your other clothes could double up as pajamas, you could always take them off your list. Yeah. One thing I did recently on my trip away was I wore a, a T-shirt and it was either the T-shirt that I had worn that day or the T-shirt that I had worn like the day before. Mm-hmm. So when I went to Cairns, I the T-shirt that I travelled in that day, I then wore to bed that night and then I wore that as pajamas only for the rest of the trip. Yeah, right. Um, because after sleeping in it all night, I wasn't going to wear it during the day because mm-hmm. I thought it might be smelly. <laughs> um, but it then served as my pajamas after it was uh, a T-shirt for a day. So that was not something that, that I did. But also I found that hotel rooms, if you're staying in hotels, Hotel rooms are usually quite warm, mm-hmm. even regardless of the climate. And so sometimes you don't even need to wear anything to bed because it's actually quite warm in those rooms. So you could actually just, you know, just go nude. Hmm. Hello, commandos. They're going to be loving this episode. Just... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or if you just plan your holidays to hang out at places where clothes are optional. You could really save. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's that's the entire answer to the how how to how to pack lightly yeah. is go places you don't need clothes. But that and that's another thing I've found as well is that you know when we travel to Bali, we can easily take carry on because you don't wear much, you know, and it's it's too hot to wear mm. to wear too many things. Whereas you know if you're traveling to Canada, uh, you're going to need to take bigger bulkier things so I, I would I would probably avoid a destination <laughs> that required lots of clothes no forget that uh, I, sorry, I learned Canada. something I learned something when we went to Alaska um I thought I was pretty considered with my packing but it turned out like I packed maybe two or three either like um woolen knit tops or uh, hoodies or what we would call jumpers. They would call sweaters here. I'm learning that jumper mm. is not a thing in America. Um, uh, well, it's not. I think a jumper is more like a jumpsuit. Oh, yes. So when I had, I meant, I said sense. to. Um, like romper? Yeah. A romper is a yeah. jumpsuit too. So they might think you mean romper. So I yeah. said to like a 50-year-old man that I really liked his jumper and got some weird looks. I was like, okay, <laughs> lost in translation. <laughs> um, so. But I found, so I took like a variety of things to Alaska and then ended up wearing my down jacket all day, every day. So actually it Mm. didn't really matter. Like I guess I had a different jumper then or a different sweater to wear if we were out for dinner. But we were going to somewhere different for dinner every night and I was only wearing it for a couple of hours. So I could have had the same one on under my, because it wasn't like for every photo 
I might as well have been wearing the same thing because every photo in Alaska I have yeah, I have my, you know, my coat on. So um, if you're going to be wearing an outer layer, I would say, you know, take less under layers as well because you just yep. won't need them. And even that thing with an outer layer, have a think about like the fibres and the fabrics as well because if you take like the outer shell, like a polyester shell of a coat um, or a down jacket – to um, to wear, that's going to be scrunched down a whole lot smaller and be a lot lighter to pack than like a leather jacket or something, which might mm. offer the same level of warmth. So compare some of those. It might not be quite as fashionable, but if you're really trying to scale down your packing, um, I'd compare like your fabrics as well and the weight and the warmth and that kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. And denim, you know, denim is, is heavier and doesn't, scrunch down quite as much so even a denim jacket would be something that you would probably question a little bit Mm -hmm. as well as to whether or not that can make the cut under those criteria and if you are not sure how often you're going to get to a laundry while you're away certainly longer trips I think you just need to factor in that you're going to be washing your clothes and that will make you feel better about packing less as well um, but if you're mm. not sure that you'll get an opportunity to wash your clothes, then think about either like prints or brighter colours or darker colours are usually better at hiding stains if you're a messy eater or if you've got kids yeah. with you that are likely to smudge, you know, something, bit of chocolate on your skirt or whatever. Um, those kind of think about some of the colours that might hide stains so that you can wear things more than once as well. Um, don't yep. take your, your fancy white trousers uh, because yep. you might only be able to wear them once and if you can't launder them, then once they're stained, they'll be in the case until you go home. Yeah. And speaking of washing, it's really easy to wash a pair of undies in the shower with you with a bit of shampoo. So that's something that doesn't take very long for you to do as well. So, you know, don't get panicked too much. You know, if you're going for 14 days, don't and you don't know if we can if you'll have access to a laundry or not. If you have access to a shower and you're not moving from place to place so you have time to leave something out to dry, then a quick wash in shampoo is going to do the job for you. Same with bras. Bras actually like shampoo because it's gentle. Mm. So Moving on from clothes then to some of the other stuff we pack, the first thing I would say is do your research. So it might be a quick phone call or an email, but check with the hotel or the Airbnb or wherever you're staying. Firstly, if they provide toiletries and what they provide. Uh, Same with hair dryers and same with towels. So we have got a trip coming up um, to Miami and I was – I know that we'll be spending time at the beach and I was thinking, okay, well, obviously don't need to take towels for in the hotel, but does the hotel provide towels that can be taken to the beach or only the pool at the hotel? Mm. Um, because if if we need to, we'll have to pack beach towels. And we've got like microfiber beach towels that pack down pretty nicely, but still if we don't have to take them, I'd love to leave them home. Yeah, that's a lot of space. So um, I rang the hotel and they offer both. They said we have white towels in-house, which you use in your rooms and the pool, and we also have um, beach towels, which you just check out with your room key, and as long as they're returned, it's no fee. But if you lose them, you pay $20 a towel or something, and they're like blue and white striped Mm. or whatever. So I'm like, okay, sweet. So we've got them for the hotel for the beach, so we don't need to take towels. 
And it, like it was a quick call, two minutes, but now there's four towels that we don't have to put into yeah, our they packing. Don't have to take. So, um, you know, and I checked on on the website and it says that there's hair dryers. Um, it says that there's toiletries provided. So I won't bother packing any soap or like um, shower gel or anything like that. So it's just those kind of rather than automatically throwing everything in. Just check because mm. you might, even if it's just a couple of things that you can save from packing, it starts to add up. If there is any way for you to swap out any of your items for smaller versions of things or lighter versions, so if you can do without your electric toothbrush for a while and you decide to take along uh, a different type, um, one of the normal types, I guess, then that could be a, a weight saver or a space saver as well. Also think about if you're traveling with other people and whether you can organize that there's no duplicates. So if you're going on, I don't know, a weekend away with a bunch of girlfriends, can you organize with them that one of you takes the straightener and one of you takes mm. the hairdryer rather than you both taking both? you know, talk to other people about what they're taking so that you can just avoid those duplicates because if you're happy to share, it would just, you know, save you space and, and then you don't, you don't, you're not all lugging all this stuff just for, you know, a weekend away. Yeah, for sure. And if you can take items that you can use for multiple purposes, so if you've got like a lip gloss or a, a blush that you can also use as eye eyeshadow or something like that, then that will help as well because you won't need to take quite as much stuff. Also, I think it's important to be okay with the idea that you're going to wear, you're going to look the same. (laughs) You're going to look the same for several days. You're going to, you know, wear the same makeup. Uh, You're not going to have all of the different eyeshadows. You're just going to wear one type of eyeshadow or one color eyeshadow. Uh, for the whole sort of time. So if you can be okay with the fact that you're not going to have a variety um, as far as your appearance goes, then you will find yourself packing a lot less and then you will be able to to travel a lot lighter. Yeah, definitely. One um, thing I would suggest too is really be careful about handbags and taking or, or purses and how many you take because it's really tempting um, and I guess it's the same with shoes to take a set or take one for every outfit. So once you've done your your planning of your clothes and your you know your core outfits and your mix and match, find one handbag or purse that will go with everything because mm-hmm. they're bulky and they're heavy and they're just it's so non-essential to take more than one. Um I know with I mean if you're clever enough to choose outfits with pockets, you can actually go without a bag mm. as well. I am um, have a uh like my purse so like my wallet has like a little wrist strap on it which isn't always on there but it's something that when we go traveling I will pack it um so that then if I go out in the evening I put the wrist strap on my my wallet and take it it's like it's black so it looks like a little clutch then even though it's just Mm. my my normal everyday purse that I carry around here so rather than taking you know, a clutch and a handbag, I just make that purse kind of double up. So think about if there are things that you can do like that or if there are alternatives um, to taking a bag at all. Yeah, I've trained myself not, not to carry a purse now, so I'm even less inclined to do so when I travel now as well. Mm. 
we mentioned this last week, and I think this is something to think about too when you are um, working out your outfits is if you can wear the heavier outfits onto the plane. So if you are taking mm-hmm. jeans or your coat or whatever, um, before you start packing that stuff away, keep that stuff out and see if you can wear it on the plane just to make the most of the space you got left in your bag. Yeah. Also, if you are going somewhere um, that's going to be cold, uh, you can reduce your bulk again by packing like lightweight items that you can layer and that could uh, help as well because you not, won't necessarily need something big and thick and bulky. It can be something smaller but layered so that you don't take up quite as much space in, in your bag. I mentioned this with the bags but, you know, packing shoes for every occasion is they're heavy and they're bulky. Um, so, and I think a lot of people struggle with this, trying to choose shoes that can be used against or, you know, with multiple outfits. I know for me, I will always pack. I'm I'm not a huge heels wearer anyway. Um, I will mainly wear wedges just because of my dodgy ankle, but um, they're just way too heavy and bulky to stick in any kind of carry-on. Um, so mm. if I need fancy shoes, I will just pack strappy flats um, because they pack down so nicely and neatly. Um, worst case, I will put them in my carry-on luggage. Uh, sorry, my handbag or my purse as well. They can um, they can fit in there if I'm, I'm really tight on space. Um, so I will always pack flats instead of heels. What about you? How do you go yeah, with shoes same. when you pack? Yeah, shoes took me more practice mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's one of those things that you kind of go, oh, I want to take that, I want to take that. So I, yeah, all, always flats and usually it's a pair of sand shoes and a pair of sandals and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes um, thongs, flip-flops sometimes as well, depending on, on where it is that I'm going. But uh, I get, yeah, the, it's just my, like sand shoes as in my, my white converses. Yeah. I don't wear, I don't take proper running shoes mm-hmm. because I don't do any exercise and the sand shoes do enough of that. I I remember we went to Hong Kong and Mick said we were going to take the first day as like a day off, like a quiet day. Anyway, Mick got bored and he goes, let's just go for a little walk. Anyway, this little walk ended up being some hike up a, it was as high as Mount Lofty just about, um, in 35 degree, 177 humidity weather. <laughs> and so, but I did it in my sand shoes and they coped okay. So I didn't cope okay, but the shoes did just fine. <laughs> yeah. So they can actually, you know, they do quite well um, for, you know, I wore those sand shoes every day when I was in Hong Kong and we walked for miles and mm-hmm. they're, they're great. So, yeah, and then sandals can be, you know, during the day if it's hot and you're not walking too much or at night going out so uh they're yeah flat sandals are really versatile so they're always my first choice yeah and then i'll often wear um my sand shoes on the plane and if i do need boots of any kind or the heaviest ones get worn on the plane but if i need some kind of boots which i don't travel anywhere that needs boots but i would wear them on the plane if i did yeah but yeah no heels um and i will if i pack um shoes for evening or going out or whatever flats I will usually always try and pack ones that are either like um nude or like a really neutral color that yeah. will go with every neutral outfit tan. yeah mm. um and yeah the the trainers 
well, I would call them kickers, but I guess it's, yeah, it's like Converse or like skatey shoes, not the, you know, yeah. runners. I've been, if you know, we went somewhere recently and there was a gym at the hotel and my husband was like, oh, you're packing your runners to use the gym. I'm like, no, nah, I'll be doing that. I'll be doing that, my kickers. Because, yeah. and or I could have probably just done it in my socks, to be fair, because it's just a mm. gym in the hotel. Be different if I was out running on the street. But I'm like, we're walking so far all day, every day. Um, I don't know that I'll be spending a lot of time in the gym. So I think gym gear is one thing that can really add up because it's, you don't wear it for a day, you don't dress it up to go anywhere else. Um, mm. So I think you've got to be careful if you are planning to exercise and, you know, a lot of people go for runs and stuff in the morning on their holidays as well. Pack one set, make it light and get home from your run and wash it out in your, your sink of your hotel room and hang it up somewhere and it'll mm. probably dry by the next morning um, and wear it again yep. rather than packing multiple, you know, exercise outfits. Yeah, mm. agree. The other thing I would say is plan where possible to stop off and buy inexpensive things that you can avoid packing in your bag as well. We mentioned toiletries last week. If you um, don't want to pack them, you can, you, you know, things that you're not too fussy about, you know, exactly what brand and getting just your thing, you might be able to, you'll probably be able to find them anywhere at your destination. Um, things like food and stuff as well. Obviously you might take some food if you're going on a flight, but don't pack food unless you, you know, you have to just wait until you get where you're mm. going um, and buy it when you get there. Yeah. And also be really careful about packing things for just in case. So when you are packing, you're asking yourself, you know, under what circumstances am I wearing or using this? Not I might use this or wear this or need this. So anytime you find yourself going, oh, but I might, blah, 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 then that might be something that you need to question uh, or that needs to go on a lower priority and only fits in if you actually got some some space after you've put in all of the definitely needs, um, you know, and, and also just alleviate that fear or allay that fear by reminding yourself that most things, depending on your like on your destination, but most things can be bought or borrowed or hired when you get there, if if you get to the point where you actually need that thing and decided not to bring it. Mm. And that's that's the problem. We've talked about it before. How so often we stop at the point of the problem. Oh, but I might need that extra pair of heels in case we have a big night out. Okay, well. And then so you throw them in the bag and that's it, problem solved. And you go, okay, well, if I don't take them and we get there and we have a night out dancing and I needed a pair of heels, what happens then? Okay, I either wear something I've got or I go out and buy something. Okay, and then what's wrong with that? Or oh, that might cost me money. Okay, do I have the money to spend? Like work the problem through and figure it out and then mm. work out what is the bigger cost. Are you going to, you know, um, take one less pair of jeans to fit in a pair of heels or are you going to risk it and then worst case scenario, you're going to be out of pocket $50 because you go and buy a pair of heels to wear out to dance one night, you know, whatever it is. But mm. but work the problem through rather than just going just in case I'll throw it in. So I'm sure that heaps of you will have some great stories about what to pack uh, when going away so that you can reduce the amount of luggage that you take. So please join us in our Facebook community group so we can chat about this and learn from each other. And we will see you here again next week. Thanks for joining us. 
We'd love it if you'd leave a review or tell all your friends about us so they too can be uncluttered. If you'd like to connect with us, you can find us at beuncluttered.com.au or on social media or on our own websites at rebeccamazino.com.au and basklifecoaching.com.